Hi, everyone. I wanted to remind you of a must read. This is a book that you have to have on your bookshelf. It is called The Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer. He is able to help you make important decisions, give you some guidance on which path to take, and you get to learn how he tapped into the wisdom and power of the unseen worlds for guidance and inspiration. I had the opportunity to interview him, and he was a lovely guest on the Path 11 podcast, episode 343. Check it out. Listen to the podcast. Go buy the book. Again, it's The Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer. To find out more information, go to his website, carlgreer.com. That's spelled C-A-R-L-G-R-E-E-R.com. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone. I am very excited to bring this guest to you today. She is a teacher of mine, and I looked back in the archives. We recorded a podcast back in 2016, so I think this was when I took my medical intuitive class with her. Tina Zion is her name and episode 57. So my gosh, we have come such a long way. We have so many other podcasts, but if you want to go back in the archives and listen to my very first interview with her after I took her medical intuition class, that's the one to listen to. You can pause this, go listen to that and come back to this because she is just rocking and rolling in the world. She's got a new book coming out. It's called Be Your Own Medical Intuitive, Healing Your Body and Soul. If you're watching this on Path 11 TV, you can actually see the beautiful cover of it and you can see her and me talking. If you're a visual person, Path 11 TV, this is where it will air. And if you have never heard of Tina Zion, but you're very curious about medical intuition, this is going to be the podcast for you. She is a fourth-generation intuitive medium, educator, and is considered an expert in medical intuition. She is an award-winning author specializing in medical intuition and teaching it internationally. Tina teaches her course, Become a Medical Intuitive in the United Kingdom, Europe, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, Mexico and throughout the U.S. And I just found out she's also a teacher for the Shift Network. So she is teaching all over the world. One of the things that I absolutely love about her is that she worked in the mental health field as a registered nurse. I remember when I sat there and she was kind of giving her background in her class. She was even familiar with like hypnotherapy and Reiki. And I was like, oh my God, this woman and I, like we do so much of the same stuff. So I fell in love with her instantly. And I still use a lot of her teachings to this day. So she has other books out there. She's the author of Become a Medical Intuitive, Advanced Medical Intuition, The Reiki Teacher's Manual, Reiki and Your Intuition, and is a contributing author in Michael Newton's book, Memories of the Afterlife. So I am so excited to welcome back Tina Zion. Hi, Tina. My goodness, thank you so much. You're such a blessing. We really are. Thanks, Tina. I have to say, you know, not to like toot your own horn or anything, but I have studied with many other teachers since you, and you are just awesome. You are so legit. You are so down to earth. 
You're an excellent teacher to begin with. And I just really have always held you very highly in recommendation to my personal clients. I think I have dropped personal stories about what I've learned from you in other podcasts when we're talking about medical intuition. But I can't say enough that, you know, after having studied with you since 2016 and been introduced to other teachers, you are one of the real deals. And definitely, as it says in your bio, you know, considered a me- an expert in medical intuition, hands down, definitely. So, Beautiful. so lovely to have you here again. Oh, you're giving me goosebumps, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm about tearing up here. Yeah, no, you're welcome. And, you know, three takeaways I wanted to just share with you because it's been a while since we talked, but some of the three main takeaways that I took from our class and I teach my Reiki students was when you told us and taught us how to take our energy back from sessions, I take me and all of me back. And I have shared that with so many students. It's been wonderful. The second thing was, I laugh about it now, but you said, let go of your rules because you did our first, we were our first like exercise in your class and we were going to look into each other's bodies. And all of us that were trained in Reiki, put our hands on people and touch to look in. (laughs) You were like, let go of the rules. (laughs) And then the other thing that we're going to touch on today, because you talk about it in your book, teaching people how to become their own medical intuitive is to call upon specialists in the etheric field, right? In the spirit world to help you with any ailments, medical ailments that you have, or, you know, for me as a Reiki practitioner and mental health therapist, you know, after taking your class, I let go a lot of my ego. It's like, I don't know, I'm going to give it up to the specialist in the ethereal field and call upon them. And it's been one of the best tools. I think it made me a better practitioner using that skill as well. Oh, excellent. Because you know what I would say to that? is the more we get out of the way, our, you know, our personality, our aches and pains, our issues in our own lives and things like that, put that all aside and make it all about being truly an open pipeline or open vessel for the divine and sacred and the specialist. Because what I always call out for is and will only work with, I, I demand that I only work with the divine and sacred guide who specializes in whatever uh, is needed for the client at that time or for ourselves. Yeah. And I, I'm, uh, you just reminded me, I want to make a note of that too, because you talk in, the, in this new book, Be Your Own Medical Intuitive, about how wording is extremely important. And um so we'll, we'll get to that too. But I want you to fill me in and tell me, what have you been doing since 2016, since we last talked? Oh, oh my. It sounds like your life has equally like blossomed and exploded and changed with all the teaching that you're doing. So what's been yeah. going on? People, you know, occasionally people will say, well, you're retired, aren't you? And I said, no, I'm speeding up actually. So, <laughs> so I am faculty uh, now for five different spiritual organizations. And so very, very busy with that. And then also teaching internationally up until when we were confined with COVID. So I still do so many Zoom courses. And this book, thank you for, you know, telling people about my new book. That is real. That's my fifth book that I've written. So my hope is what my guides keep telling me over and over again is get it out to the world, get it out to the world, get it out to the world. I hear that constantly and they're helping me get it out to the world. And it's really, my goodness, it's just blossoming. The last few years, yes, it's just 
keeps building and building and building. That's beautiful. I'm so happy for you. That's great. I mean, you do such great work in the world. So, so tell me what the inspiration is about this book, Be Your Own Medical Intuitive. I mean, I love the empowerment of it because many times I think too, when if we go into a panic and we're having some physical symptoms happening, many times we kind of want to turn to people and say, tell me what's wrong with me. Yeah. Just tell me first and then maybe you could fix me. (laughs) So this is such an empowerment guide to teach people how to do their own body scans, to really go within and assess the emotional pain behind the physical pain, how to work with your spirit guides and all of that. So what what were your guides telling you? Because I know you consult them constantly every single day, all day long about why this book? Why is this book coming out now? Well, I have I I uh would love to say that it was my guides, but actually it was a funny little story. My publisher, who's published all the other four books, she started saying to me, you know, you need to write a book about people uh, doing medical intuition for themselves. And I I said, I'm just not feeling it. And then, you know, later on, she would bring it up again. And I'd say, Terry, I'm just not feeling it. And then after about two years, I got a hold of Terry and I said, okay, I'm feeling it. And, and I will tell you one thing, this book is, in, in my opinion, more uh, channeled information than um, ever before. And so I really have to look through it and see what was said, you know, so it's not just my thoughts about things. It truly is my divine and sacred specialists, my professors who uh, really, really, really helped me with teaching and teaching really key points like the energy of our thought. Yeah. And I was hoping too that maybe we could talk a little bit, maybe start with the toroidal field and why, what is that? Why is it important for us to work on our own? And you give a great exercise in this book, which is why I think people need to go out and get it too, because you kind of step-by-step, this is how you do it. This is how you find your toroidal field. It's kind of hard for me to say how to envision it. You have a diagram of it, but what is it and why is it important for us to check in with it and begin to heal it for ourselves? Really, everything that I teach, I really have just noticed about the world, noticed about people's energy field, noticed things that work unbelievably powerfully for myself and my work. And what I noticed, what began this toroidal field, is I noticed that when uh, someone walks into the room and they are very charismatic, they have lots of energy, very bright and sparkly, you know, and things like that. Their energy field is always moving and flowing in a certain way. And so really, if you can uh, picture a pump, which is a fountain out in a pond, a fountain out in a pond is really just a pump. And so it is literally about the movement of energy coming up through us, literally from the bottoms of our feet, from the earth up through us until we're so full We just sparkle and shine out in all directions. And then we're also so full that we can direct our energy up into what most people call our higher self, which in my awareness is really the the other part of our soul that cannot get stuffed down inside of our physical body. So up into our higher self and then up 
in connecting even more deliberately, more consciously to the matrix, to all the intelligence, all the wisdom of the universe and the cosmos. And then all that comes back down into us and then back through us down into the earth and then back up. So it's an upward and a downward, both movements. And I always tell people to please use, and you can do this in any order that feels right to you, but the vibration of the full spectrum of rainbows and then golden energy, the sparkles of like uh, diamond-like sparkles or the sparkles of stars, and then violet flame. Because each of those are electrical vibrations and they all accomplish different things in our human physical body and in our soul energy too. So that's what it's all about. And because I am so busy and doing so much, I just do the toroidal field multiple times a day. So if I start to feel a bit drained or whatever, I just power up again. So it's bottom line, it's deliberately getting more and more and more in charge and in control of our energy field and our physical body and our life, things like that. Very cool. Now, you had a, another diagram in here, which was new to me, and it was about the scalar light. Mm, and the, the waves, yeah. Or the scalar waves. Yeah. So I have a little mini story here to share with you because I would like to, I'm consulting you right now. Okay. <laughs> the podcast. Very Because I had never heard about scalar waves or scalar light. And I did have a guest on my podcast that was basically offering this service. If you sent them a picture of you, that they would put your picture in the scalar light wave with this certain technology that he had perfected and figured out like with intention. And it was supposed to not like heal you or anything, but work with certain energies of your body. They couldn't quite claim that it could improve your health, but that it would look at pathogens and stuff like that. Right. Mm. So I did a trial of it because I figured, well, I'm going to have this person on the podcast. I might as well. And six days into it, I ended up to this day right now having mysterious physical illnesses and medical problems. Oh, that can't, that I've been to, I've had a mammogram, I've been to cardiologist, pulmonologist, um, a functional medicine doctor, going through all these different types of tests and nothing is coming up medically, right? Now, we haven't talked in a while. In 2019, my mom had tragically passed away. So in your book, when you talk about every physical pain is associated with emotional pain, I have an awareness and know that there's probably some grief happening because it is also manifesting in the lungs. But I got really freaked out about like my life was like fine. And then I was like doing this trial of the scalar light stuff. And then within six days, I was in the ER three times with, you know, short of breath and like not being able to figure out what was going on and got really freaked out about the scalar light. So I canceled my 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 membership and everything like that. And not saying that it was due to that, but it was like the only thing that I added in. So. So there's fear there, right? There's the emotion of fear. There's probably a little bit of uh, self-doubt or doubt that this thing actually works. So I might not have really been bringing in great intention into trying this trial. I can't say or prove that it was because of that. But when I read your book and also understand that from your perspective, that there are sometimes entities and energies 
that can come into our energy system and that we need to command them to leave. Like you give really good specific things to make sure that you're taking your energy back and any energies that don't belong, that they they get out, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So then when I saw your scalar light or scalar wave meditation, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to mess with that again. So I was hoping, one, to tell you a little bit of that backstory. So maybe you can teach me a better understanding of what the scalar waves are and just, you know, what what some of your thoughts might be in, on, in using that which you probably can't necessarily speak to with this trial that I had, but, you know, maybe it awoke something in my physical and emotional body that now I need to pay attention to or heal. So I'm a little scared to do your scalar wave meditation. Well, the primary difference in what you did and what I have in my book, so there is a kind of like a bottom line difference, is someone else was generating it for you. Mm -hmm. And with my directions in the book, it is about us, which we do automatically. But when we, again, it's like the toroidal field, when we deliberately get in charge of our energy field, this is yet another way to really draw in energy that is of the finest, um, finest vibration. And That's really, really different than having someone else do that. Now, I think I know probably what happened because some people, it's like machines that actually generate, they think they're generating scalar waves. The people who are using these and know what they're doing are having phenomenal um, results for themselves and for other people. However, one of the things is If this person puts you um, in with a group of people, Mm. which I happen to know has horrible results, and I know that just from knowing people who are working with scalar waves, that it has terrible results because there's, uh, you're in with however many other people they put your photo in with. Because you sent a photo, I think you said, didn't you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this is the, what I talk about is bringing in, and if you notice the, the diagram was a very, very specific energy that we're drawing in in an absolutely perfect uh, coming together from opposite directions. And when it comes together at that exact point, which is wherever you direct it. So I would ask you to direct it to your heart and your lungs because that's your example. To, to actually, and if you would, you don't need to do that, but if you or your listeners would want, you just imagine it. It'll always feel like our imagination, but science is proving over and over again that our thoughts are electrical spurts of energy. Our thoughts are energy and, and energy will follow the direction of our thoughts also. So we are literally thinking that from all directions, but very, very in alignment, that they, that we draw energy in from all directions to a certain point. And that certain point is what um, they call scalar waves. In fact, I just downloaded, I haven't read it yet, but I just downloaded a scientific article about scalar waves because I wanted to 
really get more exact about it, help people work with it more in a lot more positive way than what you're talking about. Yeah. So do you feel if I worked, do I need to work within my own toroidal field to maybe heal this, understand it a little bit better, or should I use the scalar wave meditation that you have in there, considering that this was scalar, this, I don't know if this was the, um, you know, if this is what started it. Well, see, I personally am not sure how to answer your question. So as you're asking me the question, I'm talking to my divine sacred specialist over here, which I always point to them over here on my right shoulder. And they're suggesting that you actually do a command to your divine and sacred medical intuitive specialist to first remove, Mm -hmm. release, remove, repel. So I'm getting those three words. And this is part of your command to do those three words, all negativity out of your physical body, your energy field, your life, now. And I I tell everybody, use the word now. When we're talking to our divine and sacreds, that they're, you know, I always say that the non-physical world is very airy-fairy about time. And so always use the word now because they get that. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a power word. It's a, a really says, okay, now. And so I would ask you to get the negativity out of you first. And then another one of my guidelines is from my guides is that whenever anything is removed from us, then we must immediately command that, that we fill it with what I would say cellular health for you, unconditional love, just and whatever other, a couple of other power words that are right for you. Feels like you have to get some things removed first before. Mm-hmm. And because I use the word command, may I address that for a little bit? Yeah. I just realized I said command because what I mean by a command is not being uh, a bossy cow, like my grandkids call each other. You know, I can hear them out in the living room and they're saying, oh, you're a bossy cow, you know, things like that. So it's not about bossing the, the spirit world around. But what I mean by command is you use very direct, specific words because every single word is an electrical spurt. And it's really telepathy because the, the, the clearer you are and the more you mean it, to your guides, they, they can respond because they have to respond in the way that you send it out to them. Mm-hmm. So it's really a way for them to get very, very clear direction. And because it connects with like, they can respond in a, a very specific way for you. So, but if, but I tell people, if you make your, your commands, your, your requests, to your guides in vague ways, or you use a whole lot of words, which will make it vague also, you won't get the response because it's too vague. See, it's yeah. too vague. So, so what I mean by the command is exact, right to the point words, and to really mean it when you say it. 
Excellent. So let's stay on the word thing too, because I was reading in this book, in your news book, you were also saying like, you don't want to necessarily call on the best. Like you mentioned it earlier because you said that there's really good negative entities who are the best as well. So can you just talk a little bit more about why you use the words like holy, pure? Those were the two that resonated with me. So those are the ones that I remember. Um, But you were very specific too in, like you said, the words, because in in the, I don't know, the etheric world, it sounds to me like from your book that there is both positive and negative and there can be the best in both worlds. So we want to make sure that we're not calling on the other world to assist when we're asking for help. Again, all my books and my workshops are really based on what I notice, what works unbelievably well, what's happened with my clients and things like that. And what I noticed quite a while ago is that people get into what I would call a pickle. You know, they get into some uh, trouble when because they've called out for the, the greatest and the most powerful. Well, do you see that that could be the negative or the positive because the the greatest, most powerful, you know, could mean either way. So what my guides told me is to use words that will rule out the negative. Okay. And that would be divine, sacred, pure, holy. So, and it's interesting that you notice the the pure and the holy, but that's absolutely fine because that felt really powerful to you because I decided I am only willing to work with the most divine, most sacred, most pure, because they are the, the most advanced that we are aware of anyway. So see, I don't want to work, we can call out for guides, but you will, but there are different levels of awareness of guides. And we can call out, you know, for help. Please don't call out for help. I'd ask your listeners to hear that. Because I always say my my neighbor's dead Uncle Joe could be floating by just as I call out for help. And then he said, oh, I can help you. And he actually died under a bridge, you know, doing heroin. But do you see? Oh, I can help. And so it's not, I want everyone to be very, very careful about who and what level of awareness that you're willing to work with. Yeah, it's like you're really coaching us to be careful, specific, choose wisely, pay attention to your words. Yeah, and and I love I love all that. And that that was really helpful. There was another thing with the wording too that when we were working on ourselves I don't remember which part in the book it was, but you were like don't bring in the word pain or disease. Can you talk about that? Well, when, when we're asking a question about our pain or disease, we can mention, you know, tell me now why I have ulcers in my, you know, I'm just making that example. Uh, so we can use it then. But when we command about the healing, we want to use the opposite words uh, that were negative, you know, that pain, illness, disease, cancer, whatever it is. When we ask them for a healing, we want to use the most beautiful words, which are complete opposite of whatever our illness is. See if that makes sense to you. Yeah, it does. It caught me by surprise because when my natural ability would have been to have said, 
and again, I forget which portion of this book, the book it was, but it was like, you know, okay, please direct this healing energy to my pain. So when I read that, I was like, oh, wait a second. Okay. So you actually had to think about it. Like what's another way that I would word this to clear the energy of where I feel the physical pain in my body, but not bring that word in the healing aspect of it. Well, for you, what would be the opposite two or three words that mean the opposite of pain? Vibrant health. Um, Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The opposite of pain would be ease. So do you see now that would even be enough right there? Right. See that if you would command that to bring that in. Yeah. To a certain location or whatever's going on, because every single word that we think just in our everyday life is an electrical spurt that surges through our physical body, our energy field and out to the universe. It's not just nothing. That's why I ask people get in charge of what the heck you're thinking about. What on earth are you saying? What words are you using? Because that has a lot to do with the eight causes or categories of illness that I have have in my book that thoughts and emotions are actually causing as one of the causes of illness. So we have to take greater care with what we're thinking. Yeah. And how, how do we work on the guilt of that though? Like emotionally, right? So, cause then there's a part of me that would go into self-blame like, oh shoot, did I cause this? Did my thoughts of thinking that this was a scam before it started, you know, cause this, you know, feeling within my body or I don't know, say maybe I might be ruminating on some of my own grief or emotions and okay, now I'm causing that everything that's going on with my health is because of my poor thoughts. And then, then how do you sort through some of the shame the guilt, the embarrassment, or feeling like really hard on yourself that you could have caused this to happen to you? Well, realize that thoughts and emotions, and my experience and what my beautiful, fabulous guides have been saying, it's really only, now think about this, one of eight categories of cause. And sometimes the, the different causes overlap into another category. And that's, you know, another whole thing we could talk about. But when we, no matter what happens to us in life, here's what I would ask you to shift it to is what are you learning because of that event? And also I would say that, you, that I have certain steps that are in the book to direct healing to that exact moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To that exact situation, to that exact person also for you, because there's a person involved and to work on it at that level too. So when we change it from guilt, shame, and all those other things that you might be feeling to, now wait a minute, I'm bringing this up in my interviews. I'm learning about it. I can apply, you know, Tina's steps or whatever. No matter what happens to us in life, that is what's gotten me through. I came up from a horribly, horribly abusive um, mother, uh, very strange stuff. And I, when I shifted all that to, now, wait a minute, I can help people about this because I have learned so much from it. That. That's how you get out of that, the muck of uh, shame and guilt. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I could say for myself personally, I see where it has brought a lot of healing in areas that it sped things up in my life that I was saying, oh, I got to eat healthier or I'd really love to eliminate sugar or I'd like to, you know, work on this. And it was kind of like, again, you put it out there, fast track to really waking me up and paying almost more attention than I've ever paid to my physical body because you might relate with this or see that some of your students like myself, I'm like out of my body a lot, you know, with three <laughs> sessions or this and that, like not overly consumed with the physical body, which I think I needed to pay more attention to. Exactly. And yeah. And also I see the gift and the beauty with what you had also talked about in your book, which is it made me turn back towards my grief that I put on the shelf because we you know, right after my mom had passed away, we go into this pandemic and all of my clients are in crisis. And then I went into healer caretaker mode and like, okay, I'll come back to myself in a little bit, but let me show up for others. No, 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 not good. You know, so I definitely have seen some of the blessings, but I did use your technique last night about going back to the time of the event yes, place and when it happened. Yes. And something really weird happened to me last night because when you're talking about speaking to your guides, mm-hmm. I have um, read that you call upon your guides for sleep and dreaming, you know, at night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was reading parts of your book before I went to bed and reading that specific thing. I'm like, all right, I'm going to heal this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to use some Atina's techniques. And then I called upon my nighttime guides to help me in the sleeping realm. Mm-hmm. So we had a really big um, thunderstorm last night with rain, right? I mean, it was downpouring, the thunder cracked, you know, woke me up. So it was a weird night of sleep to begin with. But I woke up in the middle of the night last night with my hand out and feeling as if I was like in between worlds, right? And I felt myself pushing against this energy that was looking to come in and literally could feel it with my hand. And I kept my hand out there until it subsided and it went away. And I'm like, what the hell did I just do? What, the hell, what is Tina talking about? Because <laughs> you can't, you know what I always say, you can't make this step up. You can't make it up. Yeah. And you know, you talk about too, that there's so many other entities living in our world, yeah. you know, that like we can't see too. But I had some like really interesting things happen last night, just with the intention of calling on my nighttime guides for sleep, having it before I went into the sleep state that I really wanted to heal, you know, kind of going back to this. It was like really intense last night. So powerful stuff. That is, well, because this is real, you know? And and I would add right now too, that we have spirit entities. And by that, I mean deceased people. I mean, you know, all kinds of things. But we, I, one of my goals for my books and, and all my workshops is to take the fear out of it for people yeah. because we are a spirit entity right now. You are a spirit entity. I am also. We just happen to be lugging around a physical body, but we're, we are a non-physical spirit entity and they are all over the place. You know, they're, they're standing in the grocery store. They're you know, walking down the street, they're, they're everywhere because that's the aliveness that's inside of us is really a spirit entity. Yeah. And actually page 154 
<laughs> See, this goes. I have no idea to what I bookmarked. I'll tell you because I know some of it chan- channeled, and it kind of there was parts of it that made me not laugh, but it was like, yeah, that this is so right. So on page um, one fifty four, Tina has ten constant truths about the spirit world, and I bookmarked it because I loved it. And the number one is, you are spirit right now. I love that reminder. You know, it's like, yes, we're in human form, but hey, guys, we are spirit right now. And then two is you are a spirit with other spirits right now. <laughs> yes. And three, I loved, you are not separate from spirit, from the spirit world because you are constantly a part of it. And I think I forget that sometimes, you know, I get a little wrapped up in the human existence. You might want to know that I'm spirit. Sure, we all do. You know, but that's that balance because my hope is that we truly, that the true balance of life, you know, everybody's saying, oh, you got to have balance in all the different areas of life. Well, my humble opinion, I think that the true balance of life is to have a foot in the physical and a foot in the non-physical at the exact same time. Yeah, that's absolutely. I love that. So I love these 10 constant truths. Um, the other thing, too, I, I'm actually going to read them all because they're kind of highlighting everything sure. that we're talking about. Thank That's you. okay. Yeah. Number four was guides want and need an invitation or request to participate in your life. From our training, that was also a big take home for me, too. And that's another thing that I wanted to talk about in assessing our guides. You had in the book that some people will say, well, I just want to go right to God. I want to bypass. And you gave this great metaphor in there that said, well, if there's a pothole in the middle of the your road, are you going to call the prime minister or are you going to call like your local, you know, town to come and fill it? So the the pothole specialist, the pothole specialist. So (laughs) I thought that was just a great metaphor to explain why, why it's important maybe not to bypass the guides and go straight to the creator. Can you talk a little bit about that too? Well, what I'd say to that is the non-physical world is very, very complicated. There's a big world out there beyond this globe that's called Earth. And it's very, very complicated. And it's more complicated than all the complications here on the Earth plane. And so that's really why I say that is, sure, we can include God, for goodness sakes. But because of that complication, there are also other helpers. There are also, you know, the the entire non-physical universe is expanding and growing in awareness along with us here on earth so so yeah but go to god that's absolutely fine but i'd also include my divine and sacred specialist in potholes you know yeah. <laughs> exactly and i love that i've used the specialist so many times okay. um, number five you're in charge of the invitation and what you request so again that's kind of like like you're saying, taking charge of, of yourself, the intention, who you're inviting in and what the request is. Yes. And the key to this is, and here's one of the things I've noticed is that when people, because I just study myself and other people before I write a book, people, when they invite in, when they get that concept, oh yeah, they can't push into our lives. I need to invite them in. Then that they think the guides just automatically spring into action. But really, when you invite men, it's just an invitation. And they will, they'll be right there, whether you see them or not. Don't get, the, you think you have to see them, but no, you don't. Just feel them, sense them. But we need then to give them some directives of what we want, because we are more in charge of ourselves than 
anybody, most anyone notices or is aware of. So invite does not mean they spring into action. There's an invitation because we have choice in life. And then we have to say, okay, what, what is it that you want? Here we are. What do you want? Yeah. Well, that, that's a great example. It's like if somebody new came to your house, you invite them in, but then you need to tell them where to sit or to oh. follow you or to come here that's or, wonderful. you know, yes, perfect. That's- it's a great, great way to, to think of it. Number six, we covered about communicating with exceptionally clear words because spirits are exceptionally literal, which I thought was interesting too. How did you come to realize that, that spirits are literal? Well, it's because of that, be careful with your words thing. Like if you just say, heal me now. Well, it's that even that's kind of vague. So what I noticed for other people is the more definite, the more defined, more exact words they use, the, the, the more powerful uh, results they were getting. It's not just physical illness, it's all kinds of things in our lives that we can use these techniques for. So it's very, you know, telepathy is the bouncing back and forth of thought because it's the bouncing back and forth of thought energy. And so the clearer we are, the, the more results we get, or the more powerful results. I had another um, teacher that I took a class from, also exceptional. I talk about him all the time, Thomas Campbell, uh, nuclear physicist too, and I did his meditation immersives and have just studied with him, have done some cases with him and stuff. And, you know, in, in his teaching, he says the same exact thing, but he's, he, you know, he's more of that physicist. So he's, you know, looks at it like, look at, the how you're putting your intention out there like a Google search. Yeah. If you just type love in, you're going to get 5 million responses back. Yes. If you typed in, how do I love my dog? You know, there it's more specific. So, you know, same thing with exactly what you're saying. Be clear, you know, Good don't point. just heal me now. You know, please send healing, vibrant health, cellular health to yes. the right side or left side of my body directly into my heart and lungs. Bam. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, bam. I love it. Bam. I use bam a lot, actually. Well, you know, our brain is really, to use your computer analysis there, your example there, our brain is the computer, but our mind is the internet. Our mind, that thought energy goes through our physical body, our energy field and everywhere out there. So yes, that's a, that's a great, I like that example. Cool. Use it. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we cover two guides have specialty areas and skills just like humans do. So that's what Tina and I are talking about, like with calling in specialists for lung function, right? For myself, that's what I'm yeah. going to call upon. Or, or I might even get more specific and I'm going to ask for a specialist within scalar light wave therapy that, that works within the lungs, you know, see like how I can Reduce that down and get even more specific with that. Calling that pure and holy because of the two of the four words that that really speak to you. Pure and holy guide who specializes in health and lungs, lung health. Something. See how specific that is. Yeah, we'll get you the best as the that gets you pure, holy, or divine and sacred, and a specialist in exactly. And boy, what. And I'm telling you, when you really start realizing, you and everybody else and me, that we're only willing to work with that level of guidance, 
it will change everything to the positive, everything. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that. Everything that you said would happen in our class that I have practiced has been absolutely true. Oh, oh. <laughs> so eight, nine, and 10 for the constant truths about the spirit world. They will respond to you in all kinds of unexpected ways. Their messages are extremely subtle and come through many pathways. And just like humans, guide, love your gratitude too. They do. It is awesome. This is such a great book. I, I have, I think, all but your Reiki books. And I think everybody should have every single one of them. And here, where are you teaching virtually? I would assume, right? Now? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. Are you still doing one-on-one -on -one sessions or have you just gotten so busy with writing and teaching that you're kind of done with the one-on-one? -on -one? Well, I'm not done with it, but I, I no longer uh, do what most people call readings. Mm -hmm. But I have some very, very dedicated mentoring students that have worked with me for quite a while on a one-to-one. -one. So, and so I would refer people who do want a reading that from this kind of training, you know, to email me and, and then I'll send them that information about the, the few people that I have. And I would actually add, I would love to put you on that list if you are doing reading, so... Yeah, well, one of the things I found out about your medical intuitive class was I have some medical intuitive skills, but when I was doing readings for people because of my mental health background, I would get like their their psychosocial story. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would get like all of the emotion, like I wasn't really good at like looking into the bones or, but I could pick up on some things like the other day. I know what I know when a woman's pregnant, you know, because of the energy that I could feel with the baby. And I had yep. someone that didn't know. And I was like, well, my ego doesn't want to be wrong. But if I go with the feeling <laughs> that I had, you're definitely pregnant. And she texts me the next day and she was pregnant. She was pregnant. I've also learned to identify when something could be cancer in someone and when it's not. So I kind of learned the energy of that. So I'm still learning and fine tuning, but you can definitely put my name anywhere because I think I'll help or assistance. Bless your heart. Well, you know, I don't do readings to answer your question, but I do uh, still have time to do private mentoring sessions for people to build their medical intuitive abilities, just awesome. like you are. Yeah. And then I uh, do my workshops too. Yeah. Awesome. And so where do people find you? What's your website? How do they? It's very simple. It's tinazion.com. Very simple. That's it. We will put it in the show notes, people. Thank Again, uh, the book, I should say, is out now because when this recording comes out, it'll be out. Be Your Own Medical Intuitive, Healing Your Body and Soul. Again, Tina has more books than just this. Uh, great catalog of information. Take a class. Even if you don't know if you have medical intuition abilities, it's not about that. It's about learning about your own body, your own health. She gives you so many tools to heal yourself. You'll probably be able to help others, you know, with that. So don't feel like you have to be this practitioner that, you know, no. have to be practitioner or interested to take Tina's course. That's not yes. the case. That was the, the path I was moving down because of my clinical practice and everything that I had. But even if I wasn't in the mental health field, I would still be taking Tina's class and trying to figure out what's going on with my body. So thank you, Tina. And thank you so much for allowing me to share my story and giving me some words and consulting with your guides on this this show to help me because I will definitely be using them and using these kind of new techniques that I learned in this book. And next time we talk, I'm going to have a great testimonial to tell you, like it cleared up like that. Bless your heart. Thank you so much. This was 
This was beautiful. I feel so good about this time we've spent together. So I hope your audience feels that goodness as well. Yes, thank you. And thank you all again for listening. Just a reminder, episode 57 back in 2016 was the very first time I interviewed Tina. So if you'd also like to listen to that, we talked about totally different things, maybe a couple of similar things because I was on such a high after her class that I had to tell her about all my experiences afterwards. But thank you guys so much for listening again. And if you love to watch people talk through video, head on over to path11tv.com and we will have the podcast up there as well. So take care, everyone. Be well and check in with your toroidal field. Okay. Learn how to do that. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com and be sure to use coupon code podcast30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path 11 TV today. Bye for now. Bye.